Hey guys, welcome to the Her Mind Matters podcast. Each week, I will take you on a journey where we dive deeper into the topics of mindfulness, body and self-image, relationships, sex, and business. I'm a hairstylist and have been an entrepreneur for five years now. My badass co-host, Marcy, who is a photographer, has owned her own business for four. These topics will reflect our own personal experiences wrapped up into 30 minutes. It's easy to listen to and you are able to apply them to your busy lives. As a stylist, I love making others feel beautiful. And of course, hair and makeup matter to me, but her mind matters more as I believe everything in life is mind over matter. So join us every week with an open heart and an open mind as we give no fucks. We have a special guest in the house with us. Woo-woo. <laughs> um, so Dakota's here. She is my sidekick, my right-hand woman in the salon. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about today is my salon journey, basically my career in general over like the last decade. And it's actually really fucking weird that I can say a decade. Wow. Like that's weird. That's cool. That's cool. It's really cool. I feel, I feel uh, very extinguished right now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I am almost 30. So I mean, it's relevant. It's good. It's good. So I'm excited. I shouldn't eat carrots. You can totally eat carrots. (laughs) So we are recording in my new babe cave. And I, of course, have to supply all the chips and dip and veggies and Starbucks. That was my first question. I was like, is there going to be food? I was like, yes, Dakota, there is food. If there's Molly, there's food. Right. There's always chips. You can always count on chips. (laughs) Chips and salsa. Always. I just don't know anything more. All right. So let's see. I'm just going to take them. Let's start. Like, So did you start... Um, hair school, like right out of high school? No. So I felt really kind of like pressured in a sense, not from like parents or family, but I felt pressured from like my teachers kind of, uh, to pursue college. Like I knew it really wasn't for me. Like academics. Oh yeah. Literally since I was five, I was like doing my own hair and I was like, mom, no, I got this. Okay. Like she always joked. She's like, yeah, I literally went down for a braid and she's like already had it done. And she's like, don't touch my hair, mommy. So I just have, from a very young age, like, had a passion for hair. And going through school, I was, like, always the girl who was, like, braiding and glittering before games for cheerleading. cheerleading. Yeah. Everybody's go-to. Yes. And then it was, like, I was always the last one to be ready because I had to, like, do everyone else's. But I loved it. So then I remember even, like, prom and homecomings, we'd pay all this money to have all of this hair and makeup done, and I'd go home and redo it. Oh. And my mom would be like, Molly, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> but then we do it again the next year. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just, like, in my blood from a very young age. But when I graduated, I was like, I don't I don't want to go there yet. I just, I guess I felt, like, scared. Okay. I was taking on everyone else's stories, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't do hair. Like, how am I going to make money doing hair? Like, what kind of industry is that? I can relate to that so I know much, you can. I didn't say. go to art. I didn't yeah. go into art mm-hmm. immediately after high school. So, I feel yeah. like there's just such stigma around a creative industry mm-hmm. and so well because it's it's hard it is it's hard work and it's it's not guaranteed like you yeah. have to make it guaranteed right so I was scared and I actually got like a job right out of school and I was working for this like online school company and then I decided that you know what maybe I'll give like the college shit a go but I didn't want to go to like normal college I was like I'm gonna find a trade I'm gonna do something a little different yeah So I have always had a passion for like holistic health. I always joke that my mom's a hippie, but But she is though. She is though. (laughs) 
for sure. And so I went to Hawking College, like in Nelsonville, Ohio. For, I think that's so cool. I'm I'm so sad. So I went there. I feel like you want to go back to that I now. do want to go back so bad. It's so funny, too, because <laughs> I want to go back to doing what I started doing. Started doing originally. Too. Maybe yeah. that's where life will lead us. Yes. But I, yeah, so. I wanted to be a life coach, but mm-hmm. it kind of worked out because now I feel like I'm a life coach yeah. <laughs> in a way. Well, sure. Dakota, you know, like Behind in this, the chair. yes, like we are basically therapists to our clients. A therapist. Yes. A therapist. Like they come in, they say all the things. I feel like I know some things more than like their husbands at times. And yeah. it's like, I remember doing that little and I would get my hair done. I would just like tell my stylist all the things that my mom and didn't it's so know. funny because that's how it is with photography. Too. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I always know when people are pregnant. True. Like they might not yeah. have like. Oh, true. Anybody. Yeah, people get engaged. That's like, so true. I know all the secrets. That's how I feel. That's like really I feel cool. like we just know all the things. Uh huh. But it's also really draining. Oh yeah, it takes your energy. Oh my gosh, you like take on their shit basically, yeah. and then I just sometimes I would come home and I'm like I don't even want to talk. Right. <laughs> like just I just yes, you just have to like you. drain yourself of it basically because mm-hmm. you will. It'll just like devour you. Yeah. So I went to Hawking College and I was literally there for a semester. <laughs> you learned some really cool shit though. I learned really cool stuff. Like we worked lots with like oils and things, but and energy, more like energy work. Energy. Yeah, yeah, like really, really cool stuff that I feel like I use to heal me through like a lot of my life mm-hmm. processes. Um, so that was really cool. But then I was there for literally a semester and I was like, mm, uh, no, this uh-uh. isn't for me. No. Yeah. <laughs> and so I came home and I remember like touring for hair school like right away. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize yep. that. So I came home. It was like, mm, I feel like it was like spring and I toured and I like enrolled for their next opening, which was like that fall of class. Cool. Was that at Paul Mitchell? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And Columbus? Yeah. The same one that mm-hmm. you go to now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. To teach, I mean. Yep. I'm a lifer. I bleed black and white. <laughs> And so I started there, shit, was it like 2008? Okay. I mean, it have to be, yeah. Like, we're talking 10 years now. Yeah. So I started there, and back then it was like a program, it's very different now, but it was five days a week, mm-hmm. and it was basically like a nine-to-five job. Okay. And I worked part-time like in a tanning salon, meanwhile, but it just took like a full year, which really isn't bad, like no, in the grand no, scheme of no. it goes by so yeah. fast. Yeah. Because what's cool about doing that is you're not just like sitting at a desk writing mm-hmm. papers, like very hands on. So hands on. Like you feel like you're in a salon the way it's set up. You actually take clients there. So it was like very interactive. And then you can kind of like build your clientele a little bit. Yeah. Too. Yeah, for sure. And know what you want to do. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. So I was there and then after I graduated there, I just loved it so much. Like the culture was amazing that I didn't want to leave. Okay. So I didn't. I got a job there. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. I worked, Did you start teaching? There? Um, not immediately, but that okay. was like my intent. I started at front desk and okay. they didn't take like lots and lots of students to hire on that way. So they basically like worked me through a program where I was at the front desk doing like phone calls and things like but that. But then you learn all parts. But of I learned so much of the business that way. That's cool. Mm-hmm. It was like a lot of the behind the scenes and we did like retail meetings and like lots of like business savvy things. So I okay. got a lot of my insight very early on from that. That's cool. It was really cool. And then meanwhile, while I was doing that, I would shadow teachers and that's how I kind of got my foot in the door until I had my hours. Cause you basically have to have like a certain amount of like education hours mm-hmm. to apply for like an instructor's license. Okay. So that's what I had to do. And it took like a few months and then I was there for like three or four years. 
Very cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it what was did really you neat. Teach when you were there? So I kind of dabbled, but like I was mainly in what they call core, and it's actually like the students' first six weeks of school. Okay. So during those six weeks, I would walk them through every single thing that they would need to know, like the very basics of it, of course. Mm-hmm. And then as they progressed in school, it just dove deeper and they got more experience and things like that. So you were kind of like general ed. Yeah, I was basically there. like fucking kindergarten okay. like you know what I mean like it very basics like we that's kind of cool though you finger like paint movies. things like that yeah. like yeah it was like it was really cool so I did that and I basically got them like ready for state board like everything that they learned in my class could have passed them for state board okay so that's like what we did and then and they're so excited at that so point. excited and so eager yeah. and like and that's what you love I that's love what you're that always I'm, and I, I think that's where my passion came from that's yeah. like why it fills my cup to like mentor people like Dakota and like younger girls that are like just coming out of the industry it makes you excited again yeah it like I'm it's I'm reminded of like mm-hmm. what it feels like to be like fresh meat in this industry yeah you know what I mean it's really you're cool. not jaded yet no you're not cynical <laughs> you're not like no. oh this is hard and I, I love excited. them because like they don't have bad habits yeah like oh, that's good too you know they're what I mean they're scratch. starting from scratch and like you get to like create this Mold little them. like masterpiece yes. out of them yeah it's really cool that is cool mm-hmm. so what made you stop doing that um so while I was there teaching I had like weekends off so I Actually, that was when I started, like, my first, like, business. Okay. And I did freelancing for hair and makeup. I did lots of bridal stuff. I was on, like, The Knot and a bunch of different websites for that. Um, And that's what I spent my weekends doing, basically, was freelancing for different So you were working, like, seven days Mm -hmm. a week, basically. Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, But those interactions really made me realize that I missed the client interaction. Okay. You were building all these... Yeah, yes, yeah. I mean, it was very rewarding to teach and everything, and part of me still misses it. That's why I still go back and do classes for them. Mm -hmm. But I I long for that, like, interaction with my client and, like, building those types of, like, loyal relationships. Right. So I actually left there, and I went to a very well-known, like, chain salon here in Columbus um, with, like, multiple locations and a very, like, intense training program. And I was there for, like, two years. I did, like, their entire training program. And then I had my chair almost for a solid year, like, in, like, one of their salons. What did you specialize in when you were there? So, nothing. Like, you, you do it all. Whatever. Yeah, you do it all there. You take anything that comes. Um, what they was, refer people to yeah, you? Yeah, they of? refer okay. people to you and, like, feed you. Like, they spend, like, thousands and thousands, maybe millions at this point on marketing. Okay. So, they feed you everything and basically set you up for success. But it just, like, wasn't the success that I wanted. Like, I'm not to say one thing or another, but, like, I'm just not a very cookie-cutter stylist. Yeah, right. Which, to me, I believe that there is a stylist for every occasion. And, like, there's a client for every stylist. So I'm not sitting here talking bad. Like, it's literally one of my best friends still works there, and she is bomb as fuck and, like, literally does so good. So it's just, like, it was for her. It wasn't for me. Right. So I just like more intimate settings. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, I like more, like, one-on-one interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and building the relationships and yeah. having people come back yes. to you. Because when I was there, we literally took appointments, like, on, like, the 45 or half hour. Oh, wow. So, so really it was, like, turnover. yes, like, almost just, like, I felt like they were, like, a number to me. Like, it was okay. just, like, okay, this is my third client today. I have six more to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just, like a factory for me and I just yeah and I just wanted like more time with my clients to like yes 
Yeah. Yeah. Because as a client, that's what I wanted. Right. I remember when I would go to my stylist and I would be so pissed if she had someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I remember you came yes. and got my hair done. <laughs> For the very first time yes. I got my hair done with Molly. Yes. Somebody else came in like halfway through the appointment and I was like, uh, what she the hell? She was like, hold up. I didn't pay <laughs> for your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was funny. I was yeah. Like, I didn't know you did that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you don't do that anymore. But I don't do that anymore. Yeah. And I think it's because of that experience. Like mm-hmm. I was in that mentality that I had to work as a slave in this industry and I had to take anything that came in the door because right. that was my only source of income. Right. But that's not how it is. Yeah. Like, I get to decide what I want to do. Right. And I feel like now I get to call the shots. And it hasn't always been that way. It took a while. So then after that salon, Mm -hmm. where did you go? So from there, I went to, like, a really small little salon. Um, They have, like, two locations now. It's, like, in Canal and Lancaster. And I was there for, oh, my gosh, maybe, like, a little over a year. Okay. So you went from, like, a very, very big chain Mm -hmm. to, To, like, a a smaller chain. Yeah. There was still, like, an assisting program, but it was very brief because I'd been in the industry for so long at that point, and I had a lot of experience, especially coming right out of that type of an environment. Mm-hmm. They, I think I trained for, like, a few months, maybe, like, three. And the just to do like, it their way. Yeah, just then. so I could see what was, like, their way and how their methods worked um, and learn, like, their coloring system because, Dakota, as you know, like, that's one endeavor that you have to, like, adapt to. Yeah. <laughs> Is there, like, how – I guess as a person not in the mm-hmm. industry – I didn't realize there are different coloring. Ways. Yeah, so there. Does, does that even make sense? No, it, 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 I understand what you're asking. So there's American and European. Okay. So American is like very idiot proof, if you ask me. Like it's like the level like of box color kind of deal. Um, not in that sense, but it's more. It's easier to detect. Like whatever. We're not going to go too deep into this, but it's like whatever level their hair is. So like my hair is basically black. So I would be like a one. Okay. And then 10 is, like, super bright blondes. Okay. But it will show you, like, their level and then whatever it is. If it's, like, natural, it's an N. If it's red, it's R. So it's, like, very easy to read and okay. decode. Okay. But European is actually, like, a like all numbers. numbers. And, like, okay. the numbers mean colors and levels and all the shit. So it's, like, okay. you, depending on where like you work. It's, like, color theory. You have to learn yes. color theory. Oh, yeah. It's very in-depth. Okay. So it just depending on where you work and what's supplied there or whatever, then you have to learn all of those things. Mm-hmm. Okay. And each color line varies. Right. Like, it's not like... Like, each brand has their yes, own Yes, each brand can be completely set. different okay. so compared to the really, other. So it's really, really complex. Yeah, it is. So okay. it's definitely really an easy to fuck up somebody's hair if For sure. you're not doing... For sure. If you're not learning correctly. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. Got it. Absolutely. Got it. Why we leave it to the professionals, guys. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I was there for a little bit over a year, and then I actually got pregnant. Okay. And it was a really good place to stay during that time because I had a little... If you hear a cat, I'm sorry. <laughs> Mickey is, like, my, trying to talk on the podcast. Yeah. He's like, what about me, bitch? <laughs> oh, my God. I hear him. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so I decided to stay there because I had a lot of flexibility in my schedule. Okay. And that was kind of, like, my eye-opener for me that I realized, like, wait. Was that a commission salon? Like it was your- commission. Okay. Yep. It was totally commission. But they, oh my god, this cat. I'm going to kill him. They Don't wanted say that. <laughs> He's going to be a cat lover, I swear. <laughs> just going to have your ass. <laughs> but I was able to literally just work like two days a week after I had Hattie. So it was like very eye-opening to me that like I could make my own schedule yeah. and like run a business the way I wanted to. 
And you don't have to hustle no. so hard all the time. Mm-mm. Nope. And I feel like for me, that was like kind of my deciding factor on like wanting to step into the world of like booth rent. Because okay. you know, like, that's scary. You yeah. just jumped, dove headfirst right in. It's kind <laughs> of like every stylist and goal, I feel like, mm-hmm. to be your own boss and to go into booth rent. But it is a huge step, and it's a lot of responsibility. It is. It's a lot. Because then, you know, as you know, like, you don't have to really have the salon supply and shit for you. You mm-hmm. have to supply all the things, and, like, you have to make really weird decisions. And you're like, I didn't realize all of this shit came along with booth renting. Yeah. Like, you end up doing taxes and accounting, and you're mm-hmm. like, what the hell did I get myself into? Exactly. <laughs> For sure. But it was kind of exciting because it was, like, a whole new world. And I feel like it, like, unlocked a potential in me that, like, I never really saw. So I feel like when I started booth running was when I really got to see, like, wow, people actually follow me. Mm-hmm. And, like, people kept following me, like, all of these different so you places. the loyalty of your clients. I think so, yeah. Like, I saw how loyal my clients were, and I saw that, like, I had the capacity to, like, build a brand. Mm-hmm. Okay. that's what That was, like, my first glimpse into, like, really building a brand and, like, a successful one. Okay. So that was kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah. And so how long were you doing that before you decided you wanted to build a salon? One year. Yourself. That's it. You do things for like one year at a time. (laughs) Damien was telling me that I'm like a shark. Like I have to keep moving or I'll die. And I feel like you're so much like that too. And that's why we like are so simpatico. We're like both sharks. It's like the growth. Well, now I'm even more obsessed with it. But it's like I... In Dakota, I know you're like this because mm-hmm. we have long night conversations <laughs> all the time. But it's like conversations. Yes, <laughs> I'm feeling inspired, but it's time to go to bed. <laughs> but it's like, okay, I did this, and now what? Yeah, you just have to keep moving. You do. You totally do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't like stagnancy. I hate it because I feel yeah. like if you're stagnant, then you're just going backwards. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, because everybody else is moving. Yeah, so you have to move too. You do. So then you started to build a salon. Yeah. What was the difference between being a booth renter and just like a stylist to being a salon owner? Okay. Well, let me start with this. So when I was booth renting and I was getting ready to open a salon, I never had an intent of employees. Okay. Like when I was opening a salon, I say that with quotations, because I was just looking for a space that was bigger than like a little cubicle. Yeah. I just wanted a space that I could encompass myself and maybe like a couple friends. And you could grow. And I could grow. And I had room to grow. And I had a break room. Dakota, you know the struggle. We don't have a break room and we don't have a microwave. Oh, (laughs) I remember when you were in the salon that you built. Yeah. And you would do a live video and you're in the break room. Yeah. And you're like hiding. Yeah. Well, and that's another thing. Like when you're in a loft situation. You can't hide. You can't go anywhere. I like... Sorry, clients. Newsflash, if you're listening. I pretend that I have laundry to do, but I literally go sit in the front lobby. Dakota always finds me there. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I just need a minute. Yeah, because going back to how draining it is. It is. I need And to, it's like, not a bad thing no, for your clients. No. It's just like... Sometimes you need to refill your cup first. When you do it for 10 to 12 hours a day, and it's like that back to back consistency. Yeah. Whew. Sometimes I don't even pee. Dakota's like, Have you peed today? And I'm like, You need a break. Shit, no. We'll go the whole day and you won't actually go to the. Like, I remember when we first started working together, she's like, Do you like drink water? And I'm like, Eh. And she's like, Yeah, I never (laughs) see you pee. (laughs) Well, I mean, you probably can't drink water because drinking water means you have to go take a break. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's you get funny. really good at holding it. I yeah, like. and not that's eating. not good for you though. I know it's for you. not good at all. Oh yeah. my gosh! But that's why you need to take a break. But that's why I needed a break room. Yeah. So I was looking for a building that was just going to be like literally for for me and a couple friends. Mm-hmm. And I initially it was like all by myself. I was like, hey guys, I'm doing this. There were a couple girls at the loft that I had worked at a prior salon with and they came with me. And I was like, you know, I'm doing this. My husband and I are going to like build it from the ground up. Like if you, you guys You wanted to make your own loft. Basically, for people that you liked. Yeah, my my whole thing and it's still kind of like our essence of like our future. I just want like a booth rental situation to feel like a commission salon. Okay. Because the difference. Because you want to be a team. Yeah. You want to be collaborative. Yes. You want to work together. Yeah, absolutely. But you want people to be their own bosses. Yes. Yes. Yes, 100%. That makes sense. So that was my goal. And so when I started the process, I had never run a business. I had never done anything. I didn't know mm-hmm. I needed a fucking architect and mm-hmm. a legit plumber. And you know what I mean? But like, that's how you do things. Yeah. You do I things just do it. You just throw yourself you completely in there. I do. do I do scared. everything scared. Yes. I'm like, I don't know what this is going to look like, but... I'll see you on the other side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't just, know. But that's the best way to learn is just like yeah. throwing yeah. yourself in the ring and you just like mm-hmm. figure that shit out. Because I feel like had I not, then I would still be renting. You would back. never start. I would have never started mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. And I learned so much from that salon so that I have so many, I know what not to do next times. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you fail up. Yes. Like I don't think you fail. Oh, Marcy, that's true. Yeah. Oh, I like that. You, you fail up. from it. Yeah. That's so true. Uh-huh. I think that that's amazing. Yeah. Little nugget. Right? Yes! <laughs> You've never heard that before? No! What the oh fuck? God. That's Where so good. good. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's not my thing. No, that's But good. you definitely, yeah, I yeah. think that that's what you've done every time. I think just, so, like, too. You threw yourself in yeah. there and figured it out. But going back to, like, building a brand, like... I, I've had to redo it so many times. So mm-hmm. when I left the big commission salon, I was under like a, an intense contract. It's so crazy. Okay. okay. So can you talk about that? Because every time I, yeah, I'm not in contract happened. anymore. So I literally signed a contract when I went in and going into it, you had to like make a list of all of the clients you were bringing with you. Okay. So I fucking wrote everyone and their mom on that piece of paper. Right. Like guys, I'm not kidding. I wrote down little Wayne and, M- and Miley Cyrus. Just in case. <laughs> sitting there doing that and like the education girl was like really and I'm like you never know <laughs> and they were like oh my god so yeah so after I left there uh-huh um they literally sent me my contract in the mail and they're like you can only service these people for the next year wow so if they were not on that list I could not do their hair okay and there were so here's a teaching moment yeah if you're signing up at a commission <laughs> yeah. salon write down Miley Cyrus and Little Wayne on your list <laughs> Because then, if something happens, you can still service them. Just saying. <laughs> well, think about people that were just starting in the industry and, like, only could write down their family. Like their family, yeah. The, how could mm-hmm. you build a business after it's that? It's really fucking hard. Yeah. And, and tell me what they did. <laughs> Say what they did, because that's crazy. So, they actually, like, and they're not the only salon. I mm-hmm. know of multiple salons, and I know of people that... I, like, it's, it's, indi- it's industry, it's industry standard. standard. When somebody yes. leaves... They hire a private investigator, investigator. Wow. and they literally sit outside of the salon and like run plates to see if their plates match anyone that I had done in their database. That's, That's insane. nuts. Mm-hmm. Like when you told me that for yeah. the first time, not knowing anything about the industry, I was yeah. like, what? And like, I know girls that have 
they're like in a lawsuit. Like I literally, one of my clients, she does hair too, but she gets NBR and I know that she's in a lawsuit right now and she has to pay 500 some dollars a month to these fuckers. Not that actual salon, but a different one. And it's because, just because it she broke her, list. yeah, she broke her that contract. Great. Yeah. Like how crazy is it that a salon thinks that they have access to every other human well, being? And that's where like my clients got so pissed because they're like, how can they tell me where to go, where I'm going to go to get my hair done? Right. So when I left there, I went to the smaller one, mm-hmm. and I had a contract with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so here's a funny story. Okay. It's not really funny. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. So when I left there, um, all of us girls were under, like, contract as well. But um, the way I got out of it is, like, they actually never signed it. Oh. Like, I had signed it, but they never signed it, so okay. they couldn't do shit. Okay. And then we actually opened up a salon, like, less than a mile from their salon. Yeah. And a girl from there actually came to work for us, and she had signed, they had signed. So she was in a competing contract with them. Okay. Well, they tried to come after her. Yeah. Well, they did come after her. Yeah. And um, encompassed our salon with it, and I wound up in court. That's crazy. And it was literally, guys, it was like fucking Judge Judy shit. Like, yeah? Yeah. I walk in with my salon and this other girl and we're like, you know, they actually like cease and desist. Like she couldn't work for us until like all of the shit was dropped or figured wow. out. So we had to like temporarily let, let her go. go. And um, she, we, we go in and they call her to the stand. Okay. Well, actually they called the other salon up and they were like talking to them. They're like, you know, why are we here? What's going on? And they like tell us the whole story about hiring her, blah, blah, blah. And then they start talking about my salon. Yeah. And they're like, you know, what is it? And they're like, oh, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bitch, you fucking know. Right. We're right down the street. (laughs) Well, and then he was like, where's the salon located? And the guy was like 1.4 miles. And I'm like, oh, but you don't know. Right. You don't know. know how exact miles. So, like, get real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and at this point, I had talked to our old salon's lawyers, and I said, hey, she doesn't work for us. She's not going to work for us until the shit's figured out, so mm-hmm. we're not in this. And they're like, right. that's fine. We're going to drop you from it, but you have to come and say that to the judge. Gotcha. I was like, I don't need a lawyer. And she's like, no. I was like, because mine can be here. And she's like, no, seriously. If you agree to this, then you're good. Like, you're cool. Okay. So we go, and I thought that was it. I thought we were cool. You were going to be done. Yep. So he goes up, and then they're like, okay, you know, Beauty and the Blondes, da, 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 da. And I'm like, oh, yeah? And their attorney started, and they're like, no, 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 she's fine. You know, we already talked. He goes, no, 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 I'd like her to come to the stand. So I had to get up on the stand, and, yeah. like, their lawyer basically, like, cross-examined and was, like, asking me all the questions about, like, Gosh. what it was like to work for them and, like, oh. yeah. And then, like, how, you know, I've run my salon and then wanted to know if I, like, basically like headhunted this girl and like took her You're like no and like my experience with like non-compete it just it was fucking crazy and i that just is had crazy to because that uh, how is that fair if you know. weren't allowed to bring your lawyer well i mean i could have but she was like you don't it's that's fine. what i'm saying yeah they, uh, it was just it was crazy yeah. and i it was like on the spot like i had no idea you and they just prepared they, no i had no nothing prepared they just looked at us and they were like okay someone from beauty and, and of course everyone just fucking looks at me like well, Molly does everything, so Molly's just going to do it. Right. But I did. I literally got up there, and I stated my case, and I talked a lot about how, like, you know, I'm a big believer that client comes to the salon because of the salon for the first time. Right. The client comes back because of the stylist. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I said that, and I said a lot of things that was, like, it was helping this girl's case a lot. Sure. So, and then it was, it was just crazy. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. I mean, do you know how it ended? Like, you yeah, got so out of it. it we, yeah, we got out of it. Yeah, we got out of it completely. And then, um, so what was funny is they actually allowed her to 
um, work in like Franklin County because uh-huh. they had two locations, one in Franklin and one in Fairfield. Fairfield. And she worked at the Fairfield one. And so they basically allowed her to work in like the county that we were in. Okay. And their other salon, literally, like it was like across the street was yeah. the county line. Yeah. Yes. So, t- so she could yes. work for us. Like, yes. It, it worked out, but it was crazy. Yeah. So I've been through like all, all of it. these like shitty all of You've learned so many things. I have. Lessons. I've failed up. Yeah, yeah. Did. yeah, over and over For again. Sure. Yeah. So then, um, your experience at the salon that you built, and then mm-hmm. leaving that salon. Yeah. And now you kind of like <clears throat> went back a step. Yeah, I did. So and I like, how do you feel about that? And what are mm-hmm. you doing, like moving forward? Yeah. So building that salon, and I kind of talked about it a little bit on here, but like, I decided to leave because it just was like a very toxic environment. Um, I feel like it just no longer aligned with your value. No. It wasn't what you intended it to be. No, not at all. Right. I definitely, well, when we opened, it got way too big, way too fast. It kind of blew up. It like, that was blew. proof of how amazing your marketing skills are. Seriously. Yeah. It was crazy. I didn't expect that, and yeah. that was the telling thing for me. Like, shit, I can build a brand. It was branded so mm-hmm. beautifully. Mm-hmm. The buzz was real. Mm-hmm. It was It was yeah. so cool. Yeah. It was really cool. Me. I know. It's how she found me. Your, she literally Googled salon. Your um, opening party was amazing. It was so good. It was yep. it was huge. Mm-hmm. It was so huge. Like I so photographed big. it, and there it was, was like literally. Was awesome. I think we like counted. There was like 150 to 170 people over the mingling. course of the night mingling. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. And it was like not a huge place. Like no, you, you probably broke some <laughs> it was like my apartment. You probably broke some fire. I probably did. Sure. The fire marshal already didn't like us. <laughs> But yeah, so it just didn't yeah. serve me. Like I changed, so like my values changed, mm-hmm. and I knew it was time for a change. Yeah, I just feel like every, I mean, seeing that salon grow after you left, yeah, it, it just it wasn't the same salon anymore. No, it just it seemed like their intention and your intention just didn't align anymore. I think that that's what and, it was. And that's good. And that's my because thing. Because they like, got to grow the way that they yes, needed to grow. I feel like we were all just holding each other back. Yeah. In a sense that, like, I wasn't allowing them to be what they wanted to be and, like, vice versa. Right. So I think that, like, neither right was wrong. They were just both different. Yeah. yeah. And it was definitely And now time. you guys are both growing in your own separate way. Yeah, we're both being successful in completely different niches in this, this industry, which right. is cool. For but sure. so, yeah, when I left there, I had to take a step back. Because I couldn't um, leave there and be like, I'm open to fucking another salon. Yeah. I was in debt. (laughs) I was in like, you know, core issues like over that stuff. So it was like, I couldn't. And I knew that. And Mm -hmm. I actually got too big too quick. And you couldn't do another one. I couldn't do another one like that. Yeah. I needed some time. Yeah. And I think I, at first I felt like a failure. Of course. And I felt. Because it did feel like a failure. Yes. You built something and then it was over. And I felt very like shunned from that town. Sure. And I know that's probably just that a story in my thing. head. It was. Because <laughs> I, I see people and I talk to people and they're like, oh my God, how are you? No, 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 your place is so cute. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was just a story in my head that I had like, oh shit, I'm banned from that city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm not. Yeah. But I felt like I had to take off the owner hat mm-hmm. for a minute and I had to just be a stylist again. Mm-hmm. And I knew that something big had to happen in order to basically like grow through that. Yeah. And Dakota actually found me when I was still at that salon, and I remember... Like, right at the tail end. Literally, at the... Like, her interview with me, I tell her all of this shit, and I'm like... This is what's happening. So, this is what's happening. We're not fucking staying here. <laughs> She's like, well, word for word. Literally, is what I said in She's our like, interview. Uh, I was what was so, your reaction? Yeah. Like, I mean, you're here, so it was fine, but... I was so nervous to meet her that day, because I was like, this could go one of two ways. Yeah. Because she came to BATB for BATB. Like, right. 
she found that salon and wanted to work there. Right. She didn't know me. I right. feel like what BATV was was you, though. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so when you had that conversation with me, like, I knew that if you were going, I was going. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't really question it because, like, yeah. I don't know. I just knew that, like, what I wanted if mm-hmm. you left wasn't going to be in that salon. So. Okay. Right. Yeah. Because you, you were attracted to Molly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I remember I remember her word for word. She was like, where you go, I go. And I was like, all right, let's do okay. this. Okay. That's let's why she's your ride or die. She is. She's literally <laughs> been with me from the get. So we ended up going to another salon loft and just, like, having a little suite. But it worked out perfect because we have a double. We have more room than I did in my first one. Mm-hmm. We still don't have a fucking break room. But I'm still a little <laughs> bitter. On We're working on it. We might have some exciting things happening. But I'm in a good place. Mm-hmm. And it allowed me to, like, put my stylist hat back on. And it actually led me to California multiple times. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I specialize in extensions. And that's the direction that we're taking our salon now. We no longer do, like, men's and kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally no longer do just haircuts, like, Dakota and the girls do, but we're moving in a direction where it's just going to be like women's cut and color and extensions eventually. Yeah. Just like a very Like you're finding your niche. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think that in this industry, and I'm sure photography, I know it's the same way. Yeah. Um, I feel like any creative industry is niche Yeah. 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 100%. Even notice that like in the fitness, I have a few fitness clients Uh and even they can like specialize in certain areas. But I think that's what's so amazing is that there's, everybody is so different and has different needs and you're able to really specialize and serve those people well. That's my thing. There's a client for everyone. And serving everyone in a mediocre way, you can serve one specific group in a very good Mm -hmm. and full service way. Yeah. That was like, for me, it was a no brainer to eliminate men's cuts because I'm Uh like, I'm not a fucking barber. Yeah. And especially us being downtown now. Like, there I'm like, are. there are so many legit barbers. Like, yeah. And you, re- and you there. respect their craft. Yes. And you want them to be able yes. to serve what they yeah. do well. Because I know how much I've invested into, like, extensions and things like that. Right. That they've invested. Like, into, into yeah. being a barber. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And all of those, like, straight razor cuts and yeah, all no. that crazy stuff. I can't, stuff. That I can't see Molly doing any of that. No. I love me a fucking <laughs> beard, but I cannot tame it. <laughs> but that's for damn sure. Yeah. That's just not your thing that's just not my thing and it's fine and I'm learning that to accept like not everything is my thing Mm -hmm. you know what I mean what's the same person is your person yeah Yeah. it's like I'm not for everyone and everyone's not for me yeah and that is okay yeah you know yeah I think that's a great place to leave it I know I'm excited I can't wait to just like see where the rest of this year takes us we have like exciting things coming soon so stay tuned I'm really excited Dakota's actually flying out with um our other girl Kaylee and we're all going to be certified in NBR extensions by the end of the year that's so exciting isn't that exciting that's so exciting like because I feel like I've been there since you first started yeah and yeah it's like it's done so many great things for you so far I just can't wait to see like the growth that it like allows them yeah mindset wise and everything awesome i'm so excited any last words nope i think that's it what about you dakota i think i'm good all right see you next week later thank you so much for tuning in this week if you found value in this episode i encourage you to share it with a friend please feel free to leave a review as well i've loved reading through them and truly appreciate everyone's love and support if you want to follow me along my journey in between episodes, you can find me on Instagram at Molly's Main Life. You can also check out Marcy and all of her amazing photography work on Instagram at the Coterie Columbus. All of this information is also listed below in the details for spelling needs. Have a great week and we'll see you back here on Monday.